Okay, we are in Sefer Yeshayahu, Perek Samach Hey, Pasuk Yud Gimel. And we are speaking about a very metaphysical concept that was introduced by Yeshayahu of what would be an Olam Borur, a world of clarification. We have a uh, Maimar in the Gemara Sanhedrin, Zaf Tzadi Ches Amud Aleph, that says, Ben David Ba Ela Bedor Shekula Zakai, Okulo Chayav, that the Mashiach will come in a world that is totally Tzadikim, or conversely, it will come in a world that's totally Rishayim. It's black or white. It's not both. Yeshayahu is saying in the concept of Olam Borur that both will enter the post-Messianic era, but we will know who the Tzadikim are, we will know who the Rishayim are, and the Tzadikim will be rewarded, the Rishayim will be punished. So we had yesterday where it says in your Gimel, My servants will eat plenty, the Rishayim will starve. My servants will drink to plentitude, the Rishayim will die of thirst. Mine will be happy, yours will be humiliated. In other words, we are going to punish those that require punishment, but they are going to be in the Messianic age. Says the Navi, and now we're on Test Zion. And you will leave your name, as an oath for my chosen ones. And so my Lord Hashem Elohim will kill you. But to his servants, he will call another name, a very confusing apostle. What is he saying? He's saying to the Russia that after you are killed in punishment, all that will be left of you is the memory of your terrible punishment. And so your name will be used by those, my chosen ones, as a curse. Lahabdil, as we do, Zecher Tzadik Levracha. They will invoke, your name will be a word that invokes an oath of cursing. Like, for example, may Hashem kill you as he killed so-and-so. But to his servants, those who are faithful, his tzaddikim, Yikrashem Acher, he will be called by another name, and we will come to that in a minute. In Yirmiyahu, uh, which we will come to in our next section of Navi, we learn in Perek Chavtes that there were two prophets, false prophets, who die a terrible death by fire at the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. 
One was named Sitiyahu, no relation to the king, and the other is Yechiatav. And what the Navi says is Yisimcha Hashem Kitzitkiyahu Vechiatav Asher Kala Melech Bavel Ba'esh. It is a curse. Their memory is a curse. Their name is a curse. So, in this time of Barur, the evil people, the Rishayim, will receive the punishment they deserve. Now, if the person is good, he will be blessed on earth. Another name. The other name that we are referring to is in Hosef Tesayin, Asher HaMitbarech Ba'eretz Yitbarech Belokei Amen, that he who is one of the blessed, the Tzadikim, will be blessed of the God Amen, and he who swears on earth, he who remains will swear by the God of Amen for the former troubles. Ki nishkechu hatsaros harishonot v'chi nishkeru me'enoi, and they will be hidden from my eyes. What does the God of Amen mean? And you swear by the God of Amen. We know that when a person says Amen, usually means an affirmation, an acceptance. Uh, it's true. Here, Amen can mean the name of a prototype of a tzaddik who has remained completely an Eved of Hashem, and this person of Amen, when he says Amen, he doesn't declare it as if, yes, it's true, but rather he gives oneself up to the truth. He internalizes that truth expressed in the sentence and makes it his own. And he avows to allow himself to be guided by that principle of which the Amen comes to affirm. So here it means total acceptance with total of a muna. So this person never gave up in the centuries of Geula, will be called Amen. Says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Ki hinei borei shamayim chadashim, ve'eretz chadashah, ve'lo tizkana harishon, ve'lo ta'alena alev. Literally, I will create new heavens, new earth, and everything that was the earlier ones will not be remembered. They will not be even thought of or remembered by the heart. In other words, Gullah's suffering will be have disappeared. It will be relegated to like non-existence. You will not remember anything in terms of what the Gullah's, what the suffering was like. Rather, says the Navi, the Gaalisi be ki imsisu vigilu ara sher ani bore, ki hini boreas ushalayim gila va ama masos. Rather, you will only rejoice and be glad that I create Yerushalayim as a gladness and its people rejoicing. And I will rejoice and luxuriate. Never will there be the cry of unhappiness, 
the screaming and the weeping. It is gone. It will be just not even a memory. It will be totally non-recalled. Continues, and you are going to see, says Yeshayahu, total changes in the teva, in the natural order of things. For example, you will not find a person, young or old, that doesn't fulfill the age of his days. Old people will remain vigorous until a ripe old age, and no child will be lost in infancy. For youth, continues Yeshayahu, and Anar will live to a hundred, and even the sinners will live to a hundred, and the older person will fill out a hundred and twenty years. It will be more or less like the Teva that existed in the days of Noah, where these long longevity periods. Um, and continuing, so we've changed the order of just nature, we've changed the order of longevity. Um, <coughs> and now, Uvanu Batim, Vyashu, you are going to build houses and you will dwell it. But not to Kramim, you're going to build vineyards, you will live to eat your fruit. They will not survive you. You will survive them. You will not build something that others will use. You will dwell on it. You will not plant or grow something to eat and others eat it. Because the days of the tree, the tree is a symbol of just continuing existence. That is going to be the days of my people and my chosen ones will see the withering of their hands. In other words, nothing they build, nothing they plant will outlast them. They will be here to have seen whatever the fruits of their hands are. Continues the Navi. Lo yigula rik. They will not toil for emptiness. The low you'll do Bahala, they will not give birth confusion. For their seed is blessed and their offspring is with them. So lo yigularik, which is emptiness, nor will they give birth to confusion, is the uncertainty, says the Mephoshim, of childbirth. You're not sure the derech, the child, will go on. You're not sure of, of the child will survive. Here, this is all assured. You will never have to worry about that again. It is yeah, Your children will grow up to be wonderful offspring. Your children will survive. And when you daven, when you call, I will answer. While you are still praying, I will answer. Uh, the classic example is Eliyahu when he's sent by Abraham to get a bride for Yitzchak in Pardon Aram, and he's praying, and it says no sooner does he stop praying, finish praying, and Rivka 
comes to the well. That's what's going to happen with your brachos, your tfilos, your ritzonos. They are going to be answered immediately. And they will not have to worry in terms of animals. Back to the, the Hashem will answer his children before, as we've said, they even have to pray. But what will happen is that in Pasuk Chafhei, the entire natural order is changed. The Zevitola Yiro, and we've had this prophecy somewhat before from Yeshayol, a wolf and a lamb will graze. And they will change, there will be no more carnivori, no more people or animals killing for meat. The Aryeh, the lion, will eat straw like a cattle. And the snake, its food is dust. We know that no matter what it has potential to eat, it was always returned to dust. And so we will see that a wolf and lamb will graze together, the lion will not eat straw, and the snake's food will be dust, etc. So there is a literal meaning that in the post-Mashiach world, wild animals will lose their predatory nature, and instead of digesting meat, they will process plant food. So... We see, according to this and other Mephorshim's interpretation, a total change in the era of Mashiach, a change in nature, a change in nature of people, nature of animals. Um, it is a, a society totally at peace with itself. It is a society where literally the lion lies down with the lamb. We, of course, know that not Every commentator believes that um, this is to be taken literally, that this is really a, a change in the total laws of nature. Says the Rambam, and we should in this case allow the Rambam to have the last word in Malachim, the Rambam says, in fact, it's the last Maimar in Malachim, uh, Hilchos Malachim, Yudbeis, Seif Aleph, says the Rambam, Al Ya'ale Al Halev should be Mos HaMashiach, Yevatel Dover Miminhago Shel Olam, or Yeshom Chidush Vamase Bereshis. Don't think that in the days of Mashiach, anything of the natural order will stop, or that there will be anything new in the created world. No, there won't be shum chidush nohe. The world will continue to function in its accustomed way. V'zeshen amar and that which is said right here in Yeshayo, v'gor ze'evim keves, v'nomerim gedi, that the wolf will live with the sheep, the leopard will lie down, the kid, im gedi, yermashol v'chida. It is a parable. It is an allegory. 
what it means, says the Rambam, Inyon Hajavar Shehu Yisrael Yoshim Lovetach. They will live insecurely with the evildoers of the world. And they will then return to the truthful laws. And they will no longer they will no longer steal nor destroy. They will eat permissible things together with Jewish people. As it says, They will eat the heaven. That the physical nature of the world, the Rambam saying, will not change at the time of Mashiach. Olam keminhog nohed. All these idyllic scenes are not to be taken literally. They are, as we have said, allegory. As to the meaning of specific examples and illustrations in these psukim, Rambam says that will all be clear when the Mashiach comes. The conclusion of Yeshayahu will come 8.45 a.m. tomorrow. Ad Khan.